Welcome back to Freaks, Kinks, and Geeks. Oh my. I think that's how Dak Shepard would do it. Hey, Dak Shepard, my name is CJ, and I would love to meet you anyway. She just wants to do your, your welcome, I think, mostly. For the first half of that sentence, I was, like, scared. <laughs> but it went well. Yeah, no. <laughs> yeah. Hey, hey, Dax, why don't you just come and do our oh my? <laughs> and our host, CJ. <laughs> <laughs> What? What? Hmm. No. You know what's really embarrassing is like I only have like a loose understanding of like his actual like, like if he was like, Podcast? oh my god, what's your favorite movie? And I'd be like, of his. I do like those commercials that you did with Kristen, um, where it was Christmas. Those are really fun and quirky. Okay, maybe I'll. Uh, the send the you prison some movie. Stuff. The prison. The prison. The one where he's in prison. Zoom in. The one where he's in prison. <laughs> I can't zoom in with my little clicker. <laughs> but thanks. I'm going to do it in edits. Okay. Me staying up till 6 a.m. Google. How does one? Zoom. Zoom. This is what happens when you've been on TikTok too long. <laughs> Anything. There's a filter. Like that slow zoom filter. Stop distracting me. Okay. But Pay we attention. already started the episode. We this did. This isn't even B-roll. We did. And we're now on film. Yes. Hi. Tiny head and big head. Um, <laughs> this is what happens when you bring that now, up before we start filming. Now, my resignation letter. <laughs> Look, I, the tiny head comment hurt me just as much. It's worse because I know I said pinhead and not tiny head, so yeah. I know I deserved it. Mm. So this week, um, we're actually going to talk about, it's kind of a phrase that was actually coined by a guy I was talking to. I don't remember which one <laughs> at this point. I would have more questions if you did. It was a few months ago, but um, when I was explaining my lifestyle to him and we were kind of talking about kink and all of that, he said, well, to be very clear, I am dominant, but I am not a dom. (gasps) Wow. That I think is a really cool kind of way of describing himself. And I even gave him props for that, for, like, clarifying that he is a dominant in personality when it comes to sex and Mm -hmm. kink, but he is not a dom. Impressive. And I think that's actually a really big kind of description and something that more people... And difference. And Mm -hmm. something more people need to be aware of. Like, if you've been on TikTok lately, if you've been on any of those types of apps, like, guys being alpha or being a dom or 50 shades of gray hashtag is all the rage it's every they all think they are um but that's pretty dangerous in my opinion yeah so we kind of want to talk through one what's the difference between being dom and dominant or just being a you know having traits of a type of submissive or Uh, dominant versus actually being a submissive or dominant and Mm -hmm. claiming those titles and what responsibility comes with claiming those titles and what you need to be aware of when you're kind of saying these things to people especially if those people are educated in kink Mm -hmm. or not educated in kink can be dangerous both ways exactly yep so kind of sum it up right that does sum it up right i do hope there are instances that come up where we're like this isn't dominant this isn't dom this is just you being an asshole so i'm like that's all my hoping dating. that's gonna come. <laughs> no, not all of them are assholes. Some are nice. What's not all? What What's the ratio? <laughs> Lately, or yes. I mean, I did get blocked off Tinder for dragging guys. If I that gives you I, any yeah. idea, that 
You know how, like, when you hear about a guy who gets, like, banned off Tinder and you're like, I have no questions. I can can imagine. I understand what happened. Um, Dick pic, that's that's, that's where I'm going with that, being inappropriate. Um, But, yeah, that one confused me. I mean, you guys can check back to our dating profiles (laughs) and let us know what was offensive. And someone just got butthurt because I dragged them for being offensive. I mean... Oh, well, you know, do better, do worse. So let's first talk about the different types of dominance and submissives. Mm -hmm. Because I think, you know, everyone's aware of a traditional or everyone knows the word traditional dominant submissive, especially with the whole Fifty Shades of Grey. I was about to say dominant Christian Grey. Christian Grey. I really don't like that movie, but there are other movies that I hate even more, so we will use that as a reference. You know, um, I've never seen Fifty Shades of Grey. Don't. You'll be fine. Also, don't watch 365. Sure. I hate that movie even more. Um, that movie literally pisses me off. Um, so much. So much. So much. I think this has actually come up in another episode. It has, and I still hate it. Oh, nice. The con- it's the it. consistency for me. Still hate it with a passion. So... Obviously, dominant, submissive, those are kind of the two big categories. And then there are a lot of different types underneath them that tend to fall into different uh, roles or characteristics of those people. Yeah. Um, Which is something we've touched on in the podcast, too, because we've talked about, like, different kind of submissives and things mm-hmm. like that. So just, like, there's a varied amount of submissives. There's a varied amount of dominance. Yes. Um, and one person can be a multiple kind of makeup of different dominant or submissive qualities. Mm-hmm. Um, you also have switches who they kind of go back and forth between being dominant and submissive. Usually I find switches tend to lean one way or the other. Mm-hmm. Like more dominant one way. Yeah. Mm-hmm. More- That's <laughs> it. <laughs> We're so funny. Um, bum. <laughs> so at least that's been my experience. I've not really met someone who's like a true like 50-50 switch, but I, I think that's just people. I'm going to ask you this, and this is just because, you know, it's been so long with us dating. But, um, I mean, you know, like with Mm -hmm. us dating Mm -hmm. each other. Um, So, you have you experienced a true dom? Like, this is a dom, not a dominant personality? Oh, yeah. Oh, you lucky so-and-so. Yeah, but, and that's where we'll kind of discuss what makes the difference Mm -hmm. in being a true dom and someone who just has a dominant personality. Mm -hmm. Um, So, some classic types of dominance um you have a sadist i'm just going to kind of rattle them off i'll probably do another podcast where we delve more into each type of dominant and submissive because you can go deep dive into them so you have the sadist you have the daddy or mommy which is your ddlg Mm -hmm. which cj is making a face no reason i don't know i don't even know what that is i'm not talking about uh we have the gentle or pleasure dom um for obvious reasons you can kind of figure out what that means we have the primal dom that's more of your animalistic dom and then we have the master um which is more of your master slave dynamic typically under dominant you will also find top um now the only thing with top is that a submissive actually can be a top so topping and being a bottom is more of an action and not really a role okay so i just want to kind of asterisk that that you can top from the bottom and you can bottom from the top. So a dominant can bottom and a submissive can top. Okay. Does that make sense? Yes. The top is the doer? 
top is the doer okay. bottom is the receiver traditionally cool um and they are more of a an action than they are a role okay yes but they do that fall under dominant submissive kind of categories um you also what one that's in the switch category um they can top or bottom i'm a switch go back and forth so someone will be like yeah i'm like a a top switch i'm a switch top i'm a bottom switch Actually, I'm the switch on the right side. If you have the two light switches, I'm the right side one. Technically, I mean, really, any way that you want to self-describe, I'm cool with. There's some old guard who take that very serious and get very, very upset if you try to, like, add in too many descriptors. But if you identify as a toppy switch, cool. Like, I I personally don't care. Um, A lot of old guard will bite your head off and then I yell Mm -hmm. back at them. Um... But if that's how you but identify, is it that's cool. Typical, like, or is that I've not typical? heard that, okay. but I mean, there's so many, there's so many people that I'm sure someone out there to like uses mm-hmm. that. That would not surprise me in the least. Um, there's also a handler, so and that goes with your pet handler. So yeah, yeah. wasn't that in that show that you had showed me? Um, oh my god, what was it called? Bonded. Bondage. Bondage. No, Bondage on Netflix. Yeah, was it called Bondage? I think so. Bond. Bondage bounded bound no i think it's bondage tied up we'll look it up we'll look it up um under submissive categories you have the slave which goes with your master slave dynamic that tends to be more of a 24 7 dynamic um you have little which goes with your mommy daddy so your ddlg Mm -hmm. um that dynamic gets a lot of crap but we can talk about because of the age play aspect incest aspect age play okay yep uh, we also have a service submissive. Um, we also have a pet, which goes with your pet handler. Mm-hmm. And then one that I typically use that Old Guard hates is the alpha submissive. Mm-hmm. Um, the alpha, alpha submissive does have two different meanings. So Old Guard uses it as a type of poly submissive. So they would be the head oh, okay. and like a poly tribe almost. Is there mixed gender in that poly tribe or is it just is it it can be mixed to gender. a harem? Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, I use it more as kind of a new guard meeting, meeting okay. which yeah. is just a very dominant, very in order, very like we are type A to the extreme. We are very controlled. We, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, there's also a brat. I can't forget the brat or the princess. Those you will see a lot on TikTok. Brats yes. and princesses became just huge. That, that's all I saw on TikTok for a long time were brats and princesses. Wow. Was it my presence just infiltrating your feet or what? I guess. I mean, they were everywhere. And then obviously the bottom. So right. those are kind of your big categories. Um, and then, you know, one thing I get asked a lot is, can you be more than one? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Most people are. I personally tend to be alpha with hints of brat, hints of service, submissive, and definitely I am a Sam. I didn't mention Sam, but Sam is a smart ass masochist. Thank you so much for not making me guess those. <laughs> I know. I should have. I was like, someone awesome, comma, man. <laughs> no. <laughs> Sam is smart-ass masochist. A um, little different than a brat. Mm-hmm. Um, we enjoy the pain. Um, are you meaner? We are meaner. Than a brat? Um, ish. I would say brats and Sams are fairly similar to me. Brats just tend to be more bratty. 
I don't even know how to. It's it's interesting until you yeah. see everyone kind of. I don't know. See, I can tell when I'm being a Sam versus when I'm being a brat, and my brat only comes out with a few people. Mm-hmm. Um, you've probably seen it come out with yes. maybe just me. Well, you've seen it come out with a couple of the, so like Jay, my partner, you've mm-hmm. seen it come out. And then one of our mutual friends, you've seen it come out mm-hmm. with him. Yeah, yeah. Maybe only comes out with like three people total. Mm-hmm. I have to know you pretty well. And you. Thank you. Um, doesn't just come out with everyone, for sure. No, no, no. I don't, no. I don't know why. I have to trust someone in order to let my brat side out. Yeah, I mean, for sure. Like, like I think I, I play with it a little bit more because I tend to be more playful and goofy. So it's like any sort of like, you know, a little bit of brattiness in there is just kind of coming off. It's like, oh, you're being playful and or flirty. You know what I mean? Yeah. But like, I think that kind of stuff can really be, it just can be misinterpreted. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I, I would just really have to know that the person isn't the type to be like, oh, I'm going to make a judgment on your character as a person based off of like this moment, you know? And it's like, well, I mean. Yeah, but I like to be playful. Yeah. Well, and I think for me, when I brat, it's almost letting my guard down. Yeah. Your so. old guard or your new guard? <laughs> Killing it. <laughs> Just here today with the jokes. Um, I think you you kind of, what do you more identify as? It, it, I usually, if somebody asks me, I, I go foot first with a bratty submissive because it's pretty easy to like get what that means based off of the words itself and mostly because and then I usually say that like and I've been like learning and being really interested in being a soft dom as well mm-hmm. so uh, and then they'll be like oh do you mean go or switch and I'm like wow you know a little bit of the lingo that feels great you know um, but yeah it, interestingly enough I've like leaned more towards having either of those two titles more so than I've ever like you know said like I'm a switch I guess I feel like switch doesn't give a lot of information when you're talking to people who don't know about kink true yeah, they're less likely to know what that means. And I'm more likely to be a bratty submissive in a date situation. So it's almost like, you know, with, with like being a soft dom, I would just like want to know the person more, you know, and feel like, like I want them to know like, hey, I'm learning as I go here. So I don't, you know, like, yeah, be okay. Like, wh- what can we work with in that yeah. like dynamic or in that context? I mean, and we definitely so. should do an episode on all these submissive types because like, you know, I think a lot of people assume like all brats love pain, and that's not the case. That's no. more of the Sam, mm-hmm. smart yeah, ass yeah. masochist. So, yeah, um, I've had yeah, I've had experiences where um, the partner wants to go in on the pain a little bit more, and it kind of just like sh- I'm just like no, I'm not. No, I'm, I'm not even a brat anymore. I'm like no, I don't like that. Yeah, there are literally some doms and submissives who like no pain, none. Wow. Yeah, most people assume that everyone in BDSM loves pain. That is not the case. There's some that, like, if you try to give them pain, they will freak out on you. And which is fine. I'm going to put that in my arsenal. I'll be like, CJ, freak out when you don't like the pain. Got it. Just cry. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to be the first time. So let's talk about why this is important. So when explaining to someone if you're into kink or into BDSM or experience, to say that you have a dominant personality is very different than saying you are a dom. Mm Mm-hmm. And why is that important? Because in kink, we do a lot, like a podcast, to educate ourselves, educate others, to keep people safe. Um, There's a lot of lingo that goes into it. Mm -hmm. Obviously, we just went through, like, literally just skimmed the top. Mm -hmm. And a lot of that lingo, I guarantee a lot of people don't know or understand. And that's okay. Mm -hmm. But in order to be a actual educated and trained dominant or submissive even just knowing basic lingo is crucial yeah 
So when you declare that you are submissive or claim that title or claim to be a dominant, a lot of it is first knowing the lingo just to start. Mm-hmm. Um, I would say also the res- knowing the responsibility uh, yeah, of it. I was going to say the responsibility of it. Responsibility of it is huge. And you're probably thinking, well, it's just sex. Sure. But when you're getting into things that are also very much a mindfuck, mm-hmm. which I think a lot of BDSM is, and yeah. a mindfuck in a good way, or also like literally physical, when mm-hmm. you're getting into impact play and breath play, bondage, um, some of it gets into needle play, knife play, fire play, electro play, which I love, but that can get dangerous. Yeah. So if you are declaring that you're in this lifestyle or that you are dominant or submissive, what you're telling the people around you, the people you're talking to, is that you're educated in these things. Right, exactly. And that you're taking responsibility for these things. So that doesn't mean you have to be all knowledgeable, but that does mean you are taking on responsibility for that. Yeah. So when I tell people I'm a submissive, what I'm letting them know is that I'm taking responsibility for that. Mm-hmm. I am educating myself and being careful on, you know, what are my boundaries and rules? Mm-hmm. What is my soft and hard boundaries? What is my aftercare? What is, you know, all of those things because you can really hurt someone otherwise. Yeah, absolutely. And not just a dominant hurting someone. You can hurt someone as a submissive if you bring someone in and don't educate them and make sure that they are also safe and protected. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's part of where I rely on the other party to tell me, okay, are you dominant personality or are you an actual dom? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because I need to know your education level right. to make sure I keep you safe. Exactly. Something not often talked about is dom drop. Mm-hmm. That is a classic example. Um, dom drop is not really discussed a lot. It's becoming a little more well-known, but like sub drop, doms get drop as well. Mm-hmm. It can lead to crying, depression. I mean, doms will have whole breakdowns after a scene, Yeah, uh, which is to be expected. Sometimes you're being really, if this was done in public, you would be arrested. Right. You're yeah. being seen as cruel, abusive. You're hitting someone. You're possibly poking needles in them, mm-hmm. playing with knives. Like you, you're doing in some of the harder edge stuff, like, to the outside world, you're doing something that would probably end you up in prison for a while. Yeah. Keep in mind it's consensual. Yeah. Yeah. But. Yeah. You know. You know. Um, just the context is key. Context is key. And I think just knowing if I ask someone, are you comfortable with, you know, breath play, rope play, that type of thing, I need to know if you actually have experience and understand. Because if I allow breath play, you can kill me. You're cutting off my blood supply. Yeah. And if you do it wrong, you're also cutting off my air supply. Yeah. That gets uncomfortable. That's damaging. Then CJ has to come get my body. <sighs> That's not cute. That, you know? It. I have to find a shaman and unlock my own psychic abilities, medium abilities. Medium. Medium. I was yeah. here for that episode. I was dead. I'd be dead. Yeah. Medium. But if you are a psychic, <laughs> tell me if I'm dying. <laughs> Don't you dare joke about that. So I would say, you know, I found this um, site, a guy who, he is a dom, he went through and basically did an entire website on some of the pitfalls. And he also kind of outlined, he did a table of contents, but I think it's also just a really good outline on how to be an educated dominant or submissive before starting to declare that you are a dominant or submissive. Which is great. I mean, guides like that are perfect. Are perfect. You know, 
I'm not, you know, there are parts of his website I'm not a huge fan of Mm -hmm. um, because it was very much geared towards his experience and his dominant style. Mm -hmm. But I think overall, especially this part, is a very good thing uh, to kind of read through and just think about. So, Mm -hmm. you know, he talks about how to be a good dom. I would say good dom slash sub because a lot of this goes both ways or switch. Mm -hmm. Um, Definitely learning the lingo. Um, That's huge. Yeah. There's a, oh, the kink dictionary that I have. Oh, right. Love that. I'll post that. Um, That's a book on Amazon that just came out last year. I think so. Within last year is when I bought it. Yeah, I did a TikTok on it. Ooh. I forgot about that. She's really cool. Um, She wrote a kink dictionary with tons of lingo, um, different types of toys and... And phrases. Phrases and even some stuff that I had never heard of. The handkerchief thing that I was not educated on, Mm -hmm. I learned about, was really cool. So it's great, too, because it's, like, a lot of the lingo that's, like, used within the community, not just within scenes. Yeah. Knowing, like, what rack means. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. Knowing, say, saying consensual, SSC, like. Boobies. No, not just boobies. All all y'all men were just like, ooh, racks, what? Like, Um, I'm looking at a couple racks right now. (laughs) Mostly hers. Um, yeah, this is a shirt choice. I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> I did not get the boob memo. I'm going to go get my other scoop deck shirt that's in the other room. Put it on you. Thank you. Just right over this. <laughs> <laughs> um, figuring out, you know, and learning about the core principles of BDSM. Um, a lot of it is also figuring out kind of what you like and what you want out of this. What are you getting out of it? Yeah. Um, That's something that I'm still figuring out, but it's cool to learn about. Um, I think also just learning about the whole power exchange dynamic with doms and subs is important. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Because it is all power exchange. It is. And trust. So much trust. And ungodly amount of trust. An ungodly amount of trust. It's a little. And and amount of trust that'll make it hard for you to do this casually. Yes. Almost impossible, I would say. I don't do it casually. You just say that. No, neither do I. I have a lot of rules around it, especially mm-hmm. first date, second date. It, I have to get to know you for a second. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think a lot of it is just doing a lot of education and research, um, getting in, going to munches, yeah, meeting other dominants. Step one, find yourself a good podcast to plug into. That's really educational and informative. Boom. Hi. <laughs> Um, and then, you know, especially ones that will link you to articles like this. Like, we'll have this link in the description of the episode as well. So, like, those of you who are more, like, learn it firsthand yourself, want to read through it, can read through it as well and at your own pace. Keep it on hand. Share it with people who want to claim they're dominant. Do you have Quiz any, them. Do you have any favorite other podcasts that you listen to? Um, I do love the Loving BDSM. Yeah. Mm, love them. Love them. Um, I had and then you recommended to me Pink Kink, which was also love uh, I love their dynamic. That was so like that like, the dynamic of like two friends who like know each other so well mm-hmm. and talking about kink. That's that's the it. podcast that really pushed me towards doing electro play. Yeah, I remember that. Mm-hmm. I was I was excited. Yeah, same. It was interesting because I was looking at their Instagram too, and um, um, I think it's Princess Rara has the uh, like she does the staple play. Yes, and then she had it, and then it was like ribbon, and I was like, oh my god, that makes me feel so creeped out. But also, that's really cute, and I was like, oh no, what's <laughs> happening to me? Do I like it? <laughs> <laughs> no, but the ribbon was so cute. If you've not seen like the needles too, when they ah, do no. the <clears throat> needle corsets on the back of the legs, when I was so in high cute. school, I think I was on a porn site, and an ad was for like this woman had her like boobies all bound up and it was changing color 
Wow. Because it was so tight, you know. Mm-hmm. I was freaked out. Yeah, they do. I was yep. so scared. Yep. Um, and then April showed me a penis cut in half, and <laughs> you really don't top that. Not one that I know. Thank you. Fet life. Appreciate you. <laughs> um, but no, Loving BDSM and Pink Kink are definitely two of my favorites. Yes. Uh, we'll drop that into the notes. That way, if you want to listen to them, um, Loving BDSM is really cool. The uh, John on there, he is trained old guard, which I really appreciate because he knows more of the history. And then his partner is more new guard and much more boundary pushing as far as like you know whatever title you want to claim like she's much more open-minded oh, he nice. is now too but i think it's a really cool interesting dynamic yeah and i think their instagram is so fun yeah they refresh they keep it popping mm-hmm. and then pink kink is a newer podcast but yeah they're also very fun and interesting mm-hmm. and yeah some of the stories they share are really entertaining so i love it like I, I would listen to one episode and i came into the office the next day i was like you know as friends they just casually fucked each other and then i like slid out of the room Oh, God, can I do it? No. Um, So I think the big thing when you are telling people or if you think you're going to tell people that you are a certain style is just really doing all of this homework up front as much as you can. Yeah. Taking that responsibility and knowing that you are going to have literally possibly someone's life in your hands. Honestly, yeah. At the very least, there's psyche in your hands. Yes. And sometimes you can do a lot more psychological damage than you can do physical damage. Just by not knowing. Yeah. Yeah. You know, sometimes you don't intend to hurt a person, and then you do it anyway. Then you call him a pinhead. Yeah. And you mentioned that you love <laughs> pins <laughs> so much. Ouch. You um, called me a big head, too. Whatever. What pinhead first? <laughs> roll the take back <laughs> um do you what's your kind of take on how you do you introduce yourself as a submissive or is that something that you more talk about trait like how do you intro yourself when you're dating when i was first dating i would immediately like be like hey what are you into like sex wise not i mean not immediately but i would always have that conversation before meeting them mm-hmm. and um then i got into a pretty intense scene which was not responsibly done and like i didn't realize till like months later how like it affected me psychologically um and i was that the impact scene um there's a lot of stuff that went on in that scene okay but that one that I'm it got into about. a little like degradation, mm. yeah, a little choking, a lot of choking, mm. and uh, I kept waiting for my body to like want it, <laughs> and it didn't at any point. And I experienced like a pretty intense sub drop, or what, what happens after when you're coming out sub-drop. of the city, and it's just mm-hmm. like you know, I felt like kind of cold. Um, I felt like. You know, on a on a personal level, I felt incredibly alone after too, which felt like you know you're doing like a degradation scene and you're like being cast away after. You know, like I don't think that's meant to be part of the scene like that. And of course, it wasn't discussed like that, so it was like a little hard for me to separate what had gone on in the scene, what was like the scene, and what was like my real feelings about what had happened. Okay. So after that, I never <laughs> never brought it up again. I, not really. Like I had like a 
somebody who I knew for years, we were thinking about hooking up, and, like, I, I talked to them about it because I was like, okay, yeah, you're a friend. I, like, I know you. Yeah. But, like, after that, I, I did stuff. Just because, like, that was basically me learning that lesson of, like, no, shit, I really need to fucking, like, be clear. Mm-hmm. Can't just play around with that, you know? Yeah. It's like learn, like playing with fire, you know? Yeah. Like you gotta just... So, yeah. I So now I will just wait for somebody else to bring it up. I mean, you have to understand the situation now is like I'm barely getting to the date. <laughs> Same. So um, once, if I do get to that level, then, yeah, I just kind of feel out how comfortable I feel with the person, how much I feel like I trust them, and I haven't gone there in a really long time. So I haven't really been having that conversation a lot. Okay. Okay. But if I'm getting there, yeah, no, I think I'm just expecting vanilla. I'm just like, if I can just have a vanilla encounter even, I'm fine. <laughs> fine. That's fair. And I, I think in, in kind of what you experienced, I think is kind of the reason that we're doing this podcast, the specific one, so people don't have those experiences yeah. and fall into that. Exactly. Um, luckily, yours was not as physically... Uh, mm-hmm impactful as it could have been yeah yeah so um yeah i think that's kind of the scary part of it is he probably also was not trained well enough i not probably i'm going to say not a dom situation yeah i'm gonna say he was not properly trained period if he didn't offer aftercare or negotiate the degradation or breath play ahead of time i'm assuming he did breath play and not blood play maybe uh depends on what happens to the body when a belt is around one's neck (laughs) <laughs> that's yeah no that was don't bad don't do that don't do <laughs> no i would highly recommend not doing that type of breath play yeah so when we say breath play too. it's actually more blood play and it's actually just controlling the blood flow here mm-hmm. you don't ever want to control breath here mm-hmm. or, or, or here or here or here or here yeah or here. no um <laughs> i would I, me personally no one's ever going to put a belt around my neck mm-hmm. i will freak the fuck out on you for context this is like the fourth time i had like met this person so that like i I mean as most things like you enter into it with someone who you feel is like safe enough that's how i evaluate now if you had asked me before that date i was like yeah i've seen this guy before it's fine we've always had good like engagements if you will well and unfortunately he probably did this not even knowing impact of it i i know that I know that for a fact to this very day. (laughs) Yeah. He doesn't, I'm sure he did not mean anything other than he thought he was doing what he should. Unfortunately, Mm -hmm. he just is not educated enough. And we had talked about it. Yeah. I was like, oh, I was, I've been wanting to try this, you know, Uh, you know, I I requested the belt. I'll say that. Um, And uh, a lot of the stuff, almost all of what we had done was stuff that I had asked for, so to speak, you know, that I had like requested that I wanted to try. Um, But again, it just kind of like, you know, you want to. Like, going to a heart surgeon instead of just, like, a rando on the street. I'm like, you know, I want to try open heart surgery. Are you wanting to try to do that on a person? Scalpel. <laughs> and this person's like, I mean, yeah, I love, I love doing that. Heart surgery. I get rock hard over heart surgery, so. Yeah. And I, I think that's where, and maybe you wouldn't even have known the difference if he had said, I'm just a dominant personality, not a dom. I don't know if that yeah. would have triggered anything at that yeah. point. It, it truly was, like, a, a full learning experience of, like, even knowing the depth of why you need to know what you're getting into, yeah. for sure. Because it's, like, you know, you just, 
you think you have an understanding of what's going to go on and you don't. That's kind of like how it is. You know, like the podcasts I mentioned are like super informative, but like I hadn't been listening to them super heavily. I was kind of only like clicking around to ones that I thought would tell me more about being a switch or being a brat, you know. Um, and that was because I was kind of like following that little rabbit hole of my interest more than the safety aspect of it and like the psychological aspect of it, which is stuff that I now take very seriously as a person who doesn't even mention <laughs> kink anymore, period. <laughs> yeah you know so yeah interesting and that's also about the time that like shortly after that is when you started to lean more dom wow yeah like right? i had to heal that part of me so deeply that i became a dom kind of <laughs> a little bit i think so <laughs> that'd be awesome that was more when you actually i feel like that was around the time you started to more explore yeah. your like you being in that more dom position yeah you also kept telling me that i got really giddy when i was hitting things you did no, like way too excited. No, I don't remember that actually. More, hmm, a little too mm. much. There was a lot of glee there, <laughs> a lot of happiness. No, <laughs> I'm not sure you were picturing when you were hitting, but I like um... I like start like remembering into like my martial arts training growing up and how much I enjoyed those. So I was like, oh, that's. Well, and like impact play, even for you, if you ever want to do it, like the first thing I would tell is you, you need to actually practice impact play. Me, me being like, you know, are you okay? Are you okay? Are you okay? Don't cry. Are you okay? Are you okay? Is that a soft dom? <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I don't know. No disrespect to soft doms. Oh, Lord. Um, but like a good. Don't make me. <laughs> oh, are you okay? Are you okay? <laughs> even now you're kind of giddy i'm sorry but uh, you know especially for like impact play um practicing with whatever you're going to use for impact Mm. is huge like you will see really really trained doms who do their jobs correctly in my opinion will practice just like on a pillow with their whips or paddles just how to hit the right spot uh control of like uh, impact how many times making sure they can hit the same area over and over um that's only so they don't end up hitting you know you're aiming for someone's body and the hittable area is fairly small if you move up or down from that you can hit kidneys liver you can actually really hurt someone so little concern that she just laughed but it's fine um, oh god that was a nervous laugh i want to tell you immediately i'm like <laughs> oh <laughs> uh-huh. So that's like where also the, some of that training goes um, is knowing how to responsibly. And most doms will use their paddles and whips and everything on themselves first. They mm-hmm. need to know how much does that hurt. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I agree. You know, if you walk in with a huge wooden paddle with spikes on it and you don't know how that feels and you go whacking on someone, you could really hurt them. Yeah. Especially if they're not into, like, stingy pain like me. If you bring me a stingy pain object, and I have already told you I'm a thuddy girl, I'm going to freak out on you if you hit me with that thing. <clears throat> like, Some exceptions. First. Yeah, no. Try me first. <clears throat> no. So, you know, just making sure that... And, and please do not watch Fifty Shades of Grey or 365 to train. No. Don't. Don't do it. Do not. No. Stop it. Thank you. Put it down. Red Room of Pain is not for everyone. Jesus. Is that a reference to one of those movies? I think Fifty Shades of Grey. He had like a Red Room of Pain or Red More like Fifty Shades of Nay. I've been working on that pun the whole episode. I still didn't like it when I delivered it. Mm. It was not that bad. Thank you. uh, Support I need. Yeah, you're welcome. From your pinhead. Um, 
And there are actually some, you know, there are contracts that you can look at if you're going in to get get into heavier uh, dynamics. So, mm-hmm. and I, I kind of skipped over, there are two big dynamics that everyone kind of knows about, which is the 24-7 dynamic, mm-hmm. which means you are in a dynamic with someone literally 24-7. You might have your own rituals, your own rules all day, little things that you do all day. What do you mean have your own rituals? Um, so depending on your dynamic or depending on like master slave, DDLG, um, like DDLG is kind of a classic example because you see a lot on TikTok, uh, daddy doms reminding people to drink water. So some of them will have like, you have to send me a picture every three hours of a glass of water you drink, Mm. or you have to report to me what you ate that day. Cause they're in that kind of caretaker role. Does that make sense? Chicken nuggies. And macaroni. <laughs> um, On the side. Not touching. Not touching. Not we touching. wouldn't do that. So, like, little rituals like that that they'll okay. have throughout the day to enforce their dynamic, if that mm-hmm. makes sense. Yeah. Even if you're not together. Is that where the contract comes in? I had read over that somewhere. So, the contract can come in there. Um, a lot of times, contracts will come in, especially master-slave, but it could be any dynamic. Okay. So, you're outlining... What is acceptable? What is not acceptable? Um, this is really good, especially 24-7 dynamics, if you're big into, like, knife play, edge play, needle play, like, okay. where you can be physically hurt. Okay, yeah. um, that way everyone knows up front. And a great contract will also have, like, a spreadsheet of all the different types of play. Okay. That way you can check off what you're comfortable with or how comfortable or how much, whatever. So it's not typically involved if you're doing, like, a, a ritual type situation? It it can be, yes. It really oh, okay. just depends on the dynamic. Um, like, I know some doms who require a contract, even if a short contract, just for scene play. Oh, okay. Um, especially in the harder edge scene play, um, like electro play, mm-hmm. needle play. They will have a contract every single time with every person they scene with. Okay, yeah. For, yeah, that, that makes sense. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I typically don't have contracts because I usually am only doing, like, bedroom. I'm pretty much a bedroom-only submissive. If you mm-hmm. try to tell me what to do outside of that, I'll probably throw punch you. Oh, my God, yeah. Um, at least I've not found anyone that I want to be submissive to 24-7 yeah, or even close. I will throw punch you. Um, sorry, I just went off. I forgot where I was at. We were going down. So, like, we were talking about different dynamics, 24-7 versus bedroom, having a contract. Yes. So... Look at all of those things. There's also, if you're not sure what kind of dominant or submissive style you are, there is a BDSM test. I think it's Mm BDSMtest.org. I'll drop that in the notes. There's also a good link for an Excel spreadsheet to go through all your different, like, sexual um, preferences. Oh, nice. I can drop that in there. Um, If I can find a good contract, I'll drop that in there, too. Okay. That you can look through. Okay, girl. Um, the sexual, honestly, the the sexual preferences Excel spreadsheet, that is good for, like, her buddy. Yeah. It reminded me of, um, you know how on FetLife you can, like, pick, pick from a long yes, list of, like, a thousand into things. And how often you're into it. Mm-hmm. And, oh, that's amazing. Yep. They're like, do you like this in a participatory way? In a watching way? <laughs> in a doing way? I was like, yes. wow. You're, you're, Yes. Yes, all all of them. <laughs> no, there are a lot that I'm like, no, thank you. I liked it because one of them was kissing. No, thank you. No, I'm just kidding. I like to participate. <laughs> CJ likes to kiss. If anyone, you know, talk about it. I do too. I think you like. You probably like kissing. You're more oh, of the pleasure. Making out. 
I am. Yes. If you make out with. Never mind. I was about to say, if you make out with me, you. you I don't really stop at making. I go beyond making out. I, I if make you, out, if, stop. Oh, see, no. Make out. away. Game on. <laughs> I don't do that. You high five. <laughs> Good make out. I incorporate the high five into some <laughs> encounters. Hold up a scorecard. Nine out of ten. I'm like, wow, great job. Dismount. Man. Come great. here. Come here. Put it put it right there. Put it there, pal. Put it there. Good job. Good job. They always leave feeling better. Perfect well, amount of tongue. Less spit. Thank you. Ten percent less spit, we would have done ten. I just I just uh I yeah, yeah. So I think I've hit I think we've hit some of the big stuff. Yeah, I agree. Is there anything I've left out? Anything you feel like we should talk about that we haven't? Uh, Part of one of these articles that we printed says how to spot a fake dom, and I would love to say those. Go for it. Here, because I agree with those. Okay, how to spot a fake dom? Is there a fake sub, real quick? Oh yeah. Okay, this is probably going to be for both. Okay. How to spot a fake dom. Look for one of the following signs. Got it. If it's multiple, you have bad dom bingo. Run. Fake doms try to dominate you right away. Oh, I hate that. What does that mean? Oh, if they try to, like, come in and demand that I call them master or sir or something like that, I will go off on you. You You have lost your damn mind if you think that's happening. If you you had more of a chance before you said anything. Yeah, just stay quiet. And now all chance is gone. Shut your lips. Yeah. Yeah. What a great way to say I don't respect the importance and responsibility in this lifestyle whatsoever. Yep. <laughs> um, fake doms don't ask for consent. Oh, buddy. <clears throat> no. Oh, my God. No. Any of this, like, you know, not establishing relationship, not establishing trust, not having, like, these talks, and then, like, immediately trying to be like, no, you're mine. Oh, I will. Do what I want to I will you. Ooh, cut a bitch. Cute. Talk about trauma trigger. That will trigger me in a get heartbeat. Get out of my face. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. <sighs> Fake doms make you do outrageous things. That literally means anything you're not comfortable with. Yeah. If you say no, that's outrageous. Yeah. If they demand after you say no, walk away. Run. Fake doms make it all about them. Mm-hmm. Gross. Mm-hmm. Fake doms don't give aftercare. Ding, ding. Ding, ding. Fake doms get angry if you don't obey them. Gross. Now, there is a clarifier here. Okay. A real dom won't get angry, but they mm-hmm. will have punishments. A lot of times those punishment or punishments, depending on your dynamic or mm-hmm. your negotiations. But there's a difference between a dom getting angry or a fake dom getting angry and a dominant holding you to what you agreed to. Is there a version of an official dom being angry? Not, I think, in the sense like he means no. Mm-hmm. Um, he will want to hold you to your agreements and what you guys have negotiated. Now, obviously, if you tap out or use a safe word, he is not going to hold you to that. True but right. they will hold you to what you agreed to and mm-hmm. hold you accountable. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. if you've agreed to a punishment or a punishment, he will hold you to that. Okay. Nice. Um, and lastly, fake toms don't want feedback. Yeah, fuck off. Get out of here. Nah. Oh, you got it all in the first try? Nah, fam. No, you didn't. Nah, fam. Any of those happen, literally run. Yes. Run. Do not walk. Run. Yes. For, I would say, one such about as, to me, which could also be for, like, fake submissives. 
I think also about consent once again. Like I think I don't think like a submissive should like force themselves on you just to be like, no, I'm doing this for you. No. I'm a service sub. You know, like don't let. Or if they submit it, too fast. What is submitting too fast look like? So like if someone starts talking to you and they're obvious, like they uh, like just right away start off with the um, like sir, yes sir, yes daddy, yes mass, like no. Mm-hmm. No, 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 no. A, a sub who is trained will know that you just don't hand over honorifics. Like, mm-hmm. honorifics are something that are taken somewhat seriously in mm-hmm. the community for the most part. And if I – I might joke with you and say, oh, you know, sir, but I'm not giving that away as an honorific. That's more of just how I speak, especially in the South. But mm-hmm. um, I will not call someone master or daddy or anything like that off the – nah. Yeah. No. Yeah. No. No. So that's a little bit like it. I, I almost want to say that's a little inexperienced sex person as well. Yeah. To just immediately start flirting in with the daddy. I don't know. Maybe it's different for everybody. Yeah. Um, and then the same, not asking for feedback, you know, getting mad that you're not dominating properly, I guess, without discussion, you know, mm-hmm. um, maybe even making it all about them. Yep. I think a lot of these can apply both ways. Oh, for sure. Mm-hmm. And especially... Most, if not all, of the aftercare. Mm-hmm. So, I think to sum it up, how would you sum it up? In be conclusion. Safe. Don't take this lightly. This can be incre- an incredibly, incredibly fun lifestyle. And for those reasons, for the amazing things that I've learned and experienced and loved, like I'm not totally done with the lifestyle myself despite having a bad experience. Just kind of really respecting how much like you really need to know to have these experiences safely. Um, and I'm not one to turn away from a challenge, especially since a lot of it has been really fun. And I can't wait to start attending munches and things like that. So, like, it's, it's, I'm not, we're not trying to make anybody afraid of these mm-hmm. scenes. Uh, we're just saying, like, hey, it's actually really easy to come into one of these situations informed. You know, you just got to do a little bit of reading. You might already be on your phone anyway. Might be reposting some spicy memes. Take a quick look at a list of how to spot a fake dom. How to be, you know, responsible in a scene. Just Google is free. See that? Google's free. See that? You must Google up here, though. Yeah. Well, because you're into it. You're like... And I think it's important to say that it is okay to say if you are not a dom or submissive, but you just have the qualities. Yeah. It is not a bad thing to say that and own that. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you should. You should. You should not feel unsafe to communicate. Thank you. Period. Period. So, I think we're good. Yeah, thank you so much for joining Ooh. me on this episode of How to Not Be Bad Doms and Subs. Thank you. <laughs> Best summation ever. <laughs> <laughs> Goodbye. Bye. <laughs>